Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. My name's Lorcan Doherty and today we're talking about skiing. What a difference a few months and a few thousand metres makes. In no time we'll be sunbathing on the Costa Brava, dining al fresco into the long summer nights and cooling off in the Mediterranean. But right now, it's ski season. So wrap up warm, grab your goggles and gloves. This week, filling the sink, heads to the slopes. But hold on, with the climate emergency and ongoing drought, does it make sense to be going skiing? Well, that's what we'll be discussing today. Myself and Gifre Jordan. Hello, Gifre. Ah, hi, Lorcan. Pleasure to be here. Good to see you. And this week, Gifre travelled to the La Molina Ski Resort and a nearby town to hear both sides of the debate. We'll be hearing about that soon. Uh, but first, Gifre, have you ever been skiing yourself? Yeah, actually, twice in my life. Uh, they were very nice experiences. I, I had fun. But uh, I proved not to be very skillful, let's say. So, but but still, yeah, worth trying. And you're not alone, Gifre. Forty percent of Catalans uh, have been skiing at some point, and there are seven hundred over seven hundred thousand frequent skiers. Uh, that's eleven uh, percent of the Catalan population. So it's a it's a big it's wow, a popular it's activity. Here. Quite a lot, yeah. yeah, quite a lot. Those figures from the Catalan government and uh, based in the last pre-pandemic season, so 2018, 2019. And that year there were, if you add up all the days of skiing done by everyone, there were 2,087,000. So that's a lot of skiing. And, and only in four months, because you've got to take into account it's December, January, February, March. That's that's the ski season. Okay, so that's the ski season. I mean, sometimes the end of November, sometimes into April, especially when Easter falls in April. Exactly. Because... Early April. That's, that's more or less this period, but not much more than four months. So that's when we go. Where do we go? Well, we have to go to the Catalan Pyrenees. Yes, so there's no... So not the, not the French or the Andorran or the nah, Aragon Pyrenees? If, no. if you were to go, I mean, come on, go to the Catalan Pyrenees. Yeah. There's and loads again, of Again, you're a good company. 80% of Catalans go to the Catalan Pyrenees. You, you know? see, you see. And I mean, there's loads of slopes, you know, loads to offer because this mountain range is covering the whole of Catalonia's north especially the western part, uh, the, the central and western part, is where highest mountains are to be found. And, well, I mean, some people might think, oh, Catalonia, there's only <laughs> sun, uh, beach. What, what are these guys talking about? Well, I have to say that in Catalonia, we've got highest mountains, that the highest points of countries such as Germany, Poland, Sweden, Norway. So, I mean... Uh, our top summits are over 3,000 meters. So this is not a flat country like the Netherlands, let's say. I mean, <laughs> we have mountains. Yeah. Just because the summer's great doesn't mean you can't enjoy yourself in winter too. Exactly. So altogether, it's actually 700 kilometers of ski runs. That includes, you know, um, alpine downhill skiing. There's almost 500 kilometers of that sort. And then there's also 200 kilometers of uh, skiable cross-country trails, Nordic skiing. Which actually, it's the most traditional way of skiing here in Catalonia, like 100 years ago or, or so. <laughs> to get from village to village. Probably, kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. To go to school, to work, whatever. So that's that's a typical means of transport in the Pyrenees. Well, speaking of uh, those kind of old school days, I saw that last year La Molina, which is the, the resort that you went to, had a celebration uh, 75 years since they had the first ski lift in Spain. Uh, and lots of people dressed up as like, you know, in the, in the old tradition gear and stuff 
It's actually the oldest uh, ski station in Catalonia. And there's another one just beside it, Gifre. Yeah, La Masella, also in the same county in, in Sardinia. And yeah, it's maybe not as famous, but I mean, it's La Molina plus uh, Masella. It's like a skiing hub. Masella is actually known for night skiing, I believe. Oh, I didn't know that. There I you go. Know that. Night skiing. But what, what I did know is that the fact that these two ski resorts are a hub and they are very close to each other make massive traffic jams on <laughs> Sunday evenings and on Saturday mornings yeah. uh, in winter in the C16 highway. Right. You know, this highway connecting Barcelona and this Sardinia County. I mean, uh-huh. it's it's a mess every Sunday evening. <laughs> Uh, the biggest ski station in Spain is actually in Catalonia as well, Baqueira Barret. This is over um, in the Balderran, which we've done a podcast about. Uh, it's a, a kind of a unique area full of, uh, it's, it's got its own culture and everything. Yeah, and it's, it's also got this massive ski station. Exactly. Balderran being the only place in Catalonia in the north face of the Pyrenees, so, so beyond the wall, so, right? <laughs> so good for snow, you know, more exactly. the north. Atlantic weather too, so yeah. it's a very unique place. Also kind of not too far away from, from there, kind of in the northwest of Catalonia, we've got another very famous one, Boitaul. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, it's a hard Boitaul. one. Boitaul, that's yeah. a tricky Boitaul. one, Boitaul. Right, okay. Yeah, very good, yeah, very nice. Uh, well, it's obviously a great place to, to go skiing, but also to spend an extra day uh, visiting also, because Boitaul is where where this several Romanesque churches are located, super old churches, you know, we're talking about 1,000-year-old churches that are part of the world heritage, according to UNESCO. Uh-huh. So, And they are gorgeous. They're a symbol of the whole Pyrenees and whole Catalonia, I'd say. Yeah. Also very close to the uh, Catalonia's only national park as well, Agostortes, Estaño de San Mauricio. And the ski station there actually has the highest skiable slopes in the Catalan Pyrenees, 2,751 metres above sea level. There not too bad, not too bad. So that's why, although we're on the Mediterranean, we get snow. It's, it gets pretty high, as we said. Gifrey, you mentioned traffic jams are a problem at the weekends coming back. But is there any other option to get to these places? Yeah, in some cases, you can go by train, actually. So in the stations such as La Molina or Mazella, if you are based in Barcelona, you can take the train. Uh, this R3 going to Puigcerdà, which is the capital of, of uh, Sardinia County. It stops in La Molina, and again, La Molina and Masella are very close. And just a couple of stops before, it stops in Val de Núria, Núria Valley, where, you know, I'd recommend you to go, obviously, because it's striking landscapes, it's it's a paradise. But apart from this, there's a ski resort. It's beautiful, it's beautiful. And even getting there, once you get the train to the town, uh, there's like another 12 kilometres of a rack railway up the valley that ascends like another 1,000 metres. So Alcremallera, we would call it. Which is like the zip, a zip train. Uh, That ski station in Baldenuria is ideal for beginners. But as you say, the whole area is just beautiful as well. Like I've been there in the summer just for hiking and stuff, and it's, it's beautiful, full of nature. As well as the train then, obviously trains don't go to every ski station, but there's quite a few that have bus links, uh, La Masea and La Molina have bus links from Barcelona. Uh, Balter has a bus link from Girona. Balter is the one farther east in the Pyrenees. Yeah, I think their tagline is Mediterranean snow because, yeah, it's not too far, really, from yeah, the Mediterranean. Yeah, really, it's, it's not too far. And then, you know, if there's some of the other ones uh, you can also get to from Lleida. So if you wanted to go from public transport, you know, if you make your way to Lleida or, or to nearby towns, and then there's normally transfers as well. 
in case we didn't say it, Valdaran, if you go by car, you can go by car, but it's especially far yeah. <laughs> from if you are in Barcelona, obviously. So, so from Barcelona, it's about four hours. Four hours, you've uh, got to take that into account. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the closest uh, ski resorts are maybe about an hour two and a half, hours. two hours. Two yeah, hours, La yeah. Molina, it's like one hour fifty, yeah. something like that. So easier for a day trip. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And those buses, well, in terms of cost, like some of those day trips uh, you can get, for example, I saw 59 euro uh, gets you your bus, uh, your ski pass, uh, your ski insurance um, from Barcelona or from other towns like Sabadell, Terrassa, Manresa. That's during the week, Wednesday, Friday. Weekend, it's a little bit more expensive. But, you know, you set off at half six in the morning, you get back at uh, half six in the evening. It's a good, good way to spend a Saturday. Not too bad, not too bad. But in terms of how the cost, I mean, skiing is famously expensive, but a lot of that is down to the accommodation exactly exactly so we've got the stats the the stats you mentioned by the Catalan government in the 2018-2019 season saying that every skier spends 171 euro per day so that's quite a lot we have to say that almost two-thirds of this of this amount is uh, accommodation is hotels so if you save Somehow uh, in hotels, maybe you can do day, a day trip if you are not too far from the ski resort or if you manage to find a cheap hotel a or deal. something. <laughs> yeah, so it can, it can be much less than this 170 euro. But in any case, you really need to either pay quite a lot or you really need to buy equipment first. And maybe if you think, oh, I'm going to become a regular skier. Uh, so, okay, you can buy this coat, this uh, all, all know, the gear, ski, the goggles, trousers, the, goggles yeah. the gloves. That's quite a lot. It can be rented too. But of course, it's extra, extra, extra. It depends, depends if you're going for a one-off or, or more often. And there, there is other activities you can do. I mean, snowboarding is an obvious one. Yeah, which here it's not really known as snowboarding. Um, some people who live here might have heard it's snow. Snow. Yeah. <laughs> like with very Catalan pronunciation, I've, obviously. I've, I've, I've heard it and it has confused me. Like, yeah, people saying, you know, they're talking Catalan or Spanish and then they're saying, oh, I'm going to do snow. And I'm like, what's doing snow? Uh, <laughs> that's snowboarding. I know, I know yeah. what snow is, but what? <laughs> right, so that's snowboarding. And uh, I learned a new word in English this week as well, which is snowshoeing. Which oh. I think in Catalan is, uh, well, snowshoes are raquetas de neu. Ah, like snow now rackets. I know what it is. Yeah. Uh, now I know. Yeah, snowshoeing, it's the first time I hear it too. So but raquetas de neu, they're very famous uh, here. And I think it's becoming more popular as well. So that's basically like going hiking in the snow and um, putting on these shoes that allow you to, to walk in the snow. So, I mean, you, you know, you get the same benefits. You're up in the mountains, you're doing sport, you're socializing, you're doing exercise, you're outdoors, it's fun, um, but maybe a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, cheaper, but maybe not as thrilling as well. Now we're going to hear from Gifre and Gerard Escatch-Falk who travelled to La Molina Ski Resort and to a nearby town. There they got to know about the debate that is ongoing about the, the future of skiing, uh, the sustainability and the environmental impact that is concerning people there. A five kilometre long road tunnel separates La Sardana from the rest of Catalonia, the Tunnel del Cadí. It was built in 1985 to have a smoother and quicker way to reach the Pyrenees by car and boost tourism. But is it boosting it too much now? Only after paying a 13 euro toll do we pass through the tunnel to be met with a surprise. Where's the snow? It is not until almost the gates of La Molina Ski Resort, 1,600 meters above sea level, that snow begins to surround us. 
Once we reach the slopes, everywhere is white. The head of the commercial department at La Molina, Marta Vive, doesn't hide the fact that 600 snow cannons fit the ski runs. But she tells us it's the water from a closed cycle. She says in spring they store all the water from melted snow and rain, and then in winter they return all this water to the slopes as artificial snow. For her, it's it's key that the business continues because they generate a lot of jobs, either directly with their staff or indirectly with ski schools, hotels and restaurants. It is actually getting chilly and snowy in La Molina and Marta offers us a cable car ride to the top of the ski resort, a 20-minute journey. We are now at a height of 2,537 meters, minus 7 degrees. It's very cold. It's very cold. Marta had promised striking views if it was a clear day, with sights of Catalonia's most iconic mountain, Montserrat, 100 kilometers away. But instead, we are caught in a snowstorm and very dense fog that almost ends in disaster. Oh God, it's so cold. Just got inside a refugi, these little houses. Uh, in the upper part of mountains, in the peak of mountains, it's warm, there's a cafe, and there's a fireplace. All I need is to know where Gerard is. Uh, I don't know, he was recording, and well, hope he gets in. Suddenly, we are all evacuated because it's no longer safe to be there. In a short while, it will be too windy for the cable car to run. We're now back in the cable car going down and no worries, Gerard is back here. Hello. So, Hello. I was just playing with the snow as a small kid. <laughs> oh, God, I was about to call the emergency services. And he was like, playing, playing, like a kid. <laughs> it's actually not the best day to discuss global warming. But when I ask Marta about the impact of climate change in the business, she kind of downplays it a little bit. She tells me everyone here wants longer ski seasons every year, and that in fact, they were shorter in the past, so they haven't seen any impact from climate change. I start to feel my fingers and toes finally when I get to the car. Why are we such typical pishapins, pine pissers from the city, never bringing warm enough clothes? I'm in Gé now. It's a municipality very close to La Molina. It's a little bit warmer. Maybe it's minus one, minus two. It's as nice, as beautiful, uh, as striking as La Molina. The landscapes are beautiful. Well, at least until I bumped into uh, 80 houses being built here, a building site of 80 houses. Soc el Marcel Sangenís, soc veí d'aquí de la Cerdanya i soc membre de la plataforma Stop Jocs Olímpics. Marcel Sangenís is a member of Stop Jocs Olímpics or Stop the Winter Olympics, a group strongly opposing the gentrification brought by tourism. And he didn't randomly pick this place to talk to us. Marcel acknowledges that skiing has contributed to La Sardaña's economy for years, but mostly by generating precarious, temporary and usually badly paid jobs. The focus, he says, is on serving middle and upper class people from the cities, not locals. 
Marcel explains most of his friends that left the area to study at university haven't returned because they don't want their only career prospects to be making gin and tonics for tourists. He did come back, leaving behind a biology degree, postgraduate studies, a master's degree, and a decent job at a multinational in the Barcelona area. He's now a cook near J and would need to spend 80% of his salary on rent if he wanted to leave home. He's very skeptical about La Molina's arguments on their water use. He can't understand why the ongoing drought has brought water restrictions in his town and not in La Molina. And he wonders, should the rain and snow falling in the ski resort really belong solely to them? That certainly sounded cold. Gifrey, you survived in the end, and Gerard too. I was getting worried about him. Uh, yeah, well, we barely survived, to be honest. I mean, conditions, weather conditions were really yeah. severe, let's say. This week we've seen like the, the, the most wintry weather so far this year. Exactly, so it was the best week in the year to report on lack of snow, you know, <laughs> yeah. a very snowy week. Yeah. But that's what it is. Well, thanks very much to Marta Biber from La Molina and also to Marcel Sanjanis from the Stop 2030 Winter Olympics group. And the food up there, Gifre, it's got its own kind of uh, traditional cuisine up in the Pyrenees. Yeah, it's delicious. It's it's very famous for, for stews, meat, I mean, for meaty people, obviously, and also for for potato and, you know, this, this kind of... Hearty grub. Exactly, exactly. And I got to taste one of the most famous dishes in the Pyrenees, Trinchat de la Sardaña. Uh, I've had that, but in a Barcelona restaurant, so it's probably not the same. It's not the same, but it's good that you uh, bring it up because uh, this dish is traditional from La Sardaña County. Then it was, you know, to be found across the Pyrenees. And now you can find it anywhere in Catalonia because it's so good. It's basically potato, cabbage, fat, bacon, and, you know, loads of things there mixed up, and it makes a good starter. Good starter. God, it sounds, yeah, it sounds pretty hefty. And good after a day's a day on the slopes to kind of warm you up maybe as well, or a day whatever, out in the void in the Pyrenees. So Marcel, who you met up there, uh, is from this platform, the Stop 2030 Winter Olympics. And we did a podcast, well, it must be a year ago maybe, on, on the Winter Olympics. Yeah, something like that, yeah. What is the latest on that? Because it's kind of gone quiet. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this uh, Winter Olympics in 2030 that Catalonia wanted to host is in a dead end. So that's that's not going to happen, let's say, because there was no political agreement with the other territory that wanted to host this, uh, this Olympics together in a joint bet, Aragon. But, you know, the Catalan government is still determined to make it happen, even if it's in 2034. At the moment, there's nothing going on. What I can say, though, is like a couple of months ago, I read the International Olympics Committee saying that from 2030 onwards, they would really and especially take into account the sustainability, the fact that the place that hosts the Olympics has to have snow, natural snow and not artificial. And this might be an extra hurdle for the Catalan authorities on top of all the political debates. Yeah, because all the resorts, they use snow cannons, you know, to supplement. I mean, we've, we had snow this week, as you said, but the snow, I think, arrived very late this year, for example. And with climate change, you kind of expect that to maybe get later. Uh, we've had drought in Catalonia. We've talked about that on the podcast. 
And, you know, there's this kind of war almost over water. We heard there in the report that you had that, yeah. you know, it's like who owns the water, who gets to use it, where do they get to use it? Exactly, exactly. So so the ski resorts talk about a closed cycle and it's their water and they can do whatever. But obviously opposers say, you know, there's no closed water, you know, at the end of the day, that, that's that's a full cycle. Uh, this water feeding the rivers and then going to the Mediterranean and to the clouds, <laughs> evaporating and so on. So, I mean... You can't just kind of harvest it off and just use it to make, to make artificial yeah. snow. And this, this is going to be a big discussion in the coming years, I think, the, the, the water. So now it is already big, but in the coming years, it might get grow. a little bit bigger. As well as the environmental concerns... The way the Pyrenean economy is kind of so geared up now towards tourism, towards ski resorts, that has come in for some criticism as well. Yeah, indeed, because you've got to take into account that almost a fifth of the Pyrenean economy comes from the activity of skiing, you know, and all the indirect businesses um, surrounding skiing, such as restaurants, hotels, ski schools too. So what opposers say is like, Authorities are making this bigger and bigger and bigger with public funding of some ski stations and some aid and so on, so that this business stays strong and becomes even stronger. But their point is like, this has no added value for the economy. This is just, you know, people serving food and drinks to wealthy people, you know. So that's the other criticism. Not only is the employment quite precarious and maybe not super well paid but all this industry is focusing on wealthy people from Barcelona or elsewhere in Catalonia or in the world you know so locals don't benefit from from this that's that's what they say you know and kind of related to that as well there's kind of a an almost an epidemic of second homes in this Sardinia region there are many more second homes than first homes if that's what you call them you know yeah, yeah in most of the towns it's like this in other podcasts we've discussed the gentrification in Barcelona this is happening it's like a little uh, Barcelona in the Pyrenees, you know, the, the, especially the Sardinia County is uh, very famous for second homes of people from the cities in Catalonia. And you can see that the rents, for instance, are even the same price as in the cities. So that is very difficult for locals. Uh, Who are earning less than if they lived in the city, obviously. Exactly, because the type of jobs are... You know, there are no research centers, for instance. There are no universities in the Pyrenees, just some scattered faculties. It's all focused on tourism. This prevents, according to them, to some of them, this prevents the Pyrenees from, you know, evolving in a, in a different and more sustainable way. And on top of that, the population in the Pyrenees is dropping, is going down steadily, but it is clearly. So on the one hand, the population is going down. And on the other hand, we've got this housing madness, you know, this construction madness. More and more buildings and less and less people actually live in there. Exactly. So we're talking about the building rate in uh, Sardinia County is 12 times higher than the average in Catalonia, you know? So that's that's a bit insane. Some locals are talking about ghost towns, you know, yeah. loads of second homes, but there's no spirit, there's no identity there, there's nothing going on apart from some people going to these homes for three, four weekends a year to ski and that's it. 
Well, lots of factors to bear in mind. I've actually booked to go skiing for the first time in my life in a few weeks. So now I'm, 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 I'm going to have to be a bit, I don't know. At least a few things to take into consideration. Exactly, and at least you know aware uh, about the sustainability of For, this activity. I was up until now. I was just worried about breaking my ankle, but now you know the moral side of it as well. I'll have to weigh up. Absolutely. <laughs> Time now for our Catalan phrase, Gifre. What have we got? Well, what you're going to do probably when you go skiing, uh, trancal gel. Trancal gel? <laughs> Literally in your case. Which is break the ice. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But obviously we also have the same meaning as in English. As you so know. if you meet someone new or if you're in a kind and of... You talk about the weather, uh, you know, in the lift or whatever, there's always good icebreakers, you ice, know. Okay, so, so that trancal works. Trancal gel also works in Catalan. That's good to know, trancal gel. That's all we've got time for today. Thanks again to Marta Vive at La Molina and to Marcel Sanjanis from the Stop 2030 Winter Olympics platform. Thank you to you, Kifre. Ah, pleasure. And to Thanks. Gerard, who kept you company. And Yeah, and now he's still freezing. Still, <laughs> he's thawing out here, so yes, uh, he'll join us another week. And thanks to you for listening. Next weekend, it's carnival time. That's going to be a fun episode. Until then, for me, Lorcan Doherty, and everyone here at Catalan News, bye for now. Adios.